Hello and welcome to Passport Please, the podcast on the move. I'm your host, Isabel Hassel, and I'm joined by a still sniffly Maddie Story. <laughs> we are coming to you today from Marseille. Maddie, are you feeling a bit better yet? I am. I, I bought some um, vitamin C's with me, so I'm really trying to get better because I know my snoring is affecting Isabella. <laughs> Look, it hasn't been too bad. I'm going to go in with a really early recommendation, actually. Last night, I pulled out my uh, earplugs, my Katmandu earplugs that I bought before I left um, for plane travel and for bus travel. Turns out it's also really good for when your friend and your bed buddy is sick (laughs) and snoring awfully. But Mads, we are at the moment in Marseille. Uh, but when we last left our listeners, we were in Zagreb about to have a huge traveling day, uh, which to be honest, it was pretty uneventful. Yeah, it was probably the most uneventful, uneventful we've had. Um, but it was the first flight we've caught in a while, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it was a bit fun. We caught actually two flights to get from Zagreb up to Amsterdam just for a brief few hours and then down to Marseille, uh, where another bus took us from Marseille over to Montpellier, which is where the football was. Yeah, we got a wee bus this time. We did get a wee bus. A big fan of the wee bus. Yeah, they had chargers, toilets, Wi-Fi. Really great. It was a really good experience, actually. We then arrived in Montpellier, which is a part of the trip that I've been looking forward to a whole lot. We, I bought tickets uh, back in December uh, to the women's soccer, to the Australian versus Brazil game, and that game was now a few days ago. Uh, if you are a fan of soccer, of, of football, or anything, whatever you want to call it, uh, over here they call it football. Obviously, back <laughs> home we always call it soccer. Maddie keeps looking at me funny every time I say football. <laughs> Um, obviously you'd know that the result was very good for the Australians. It was. It was loads of fun. I'm not a massive soccer fan. Um, I wasn't before this, but then I think I really changed my mind when I got there. It was so much fun just cheering on the Aussies. And because we came from behind, it was just a great game. Yeah. So let's quickly talk through, I guess, Montpellier in general. Uh, we, you know, we did go there to watch the soccer we did get to spend a little bit of time in the town on the first day that we were there, or yeah. the second day that we were there, because we arrived so late on the first day. Uh, it's a great little city. It's so, it's actually so nice. And we went to a great art gallery. Like, I think it's, they call it the Museum Fabre or something. Yeah, but it's definitely not an yeah. art gallery. Uh, that was really cool. We got to see the FIFA fan experience because we are here for the World Cup. That was really cool. Maddie, um, we I won both, a competition. Yeah, well, we actually both won the competition, but you're the one that's been bragging about it the most. Yeah. I drink a lot of Coca Cola for <laughs> anyone that will know me, knows this. And I reckon I have really got my taste buds down, and it was guess whether it was sugar free or sugar, and I got it right. I also got it right, but I yeah. haven't been talking about it for the last three days. Like Maddie has. I'm just bragging about my taste buds. <laughs> so um, there was lots of little little games that we could play. Yeah. I know we played foosball. Uh, I sucked. Yeah. You were really good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I did have one growing up, though, so that yeah. always helps. But, yeah, it was just a whole lot of fun to sort of get us geared up for the game. We then were able to get a tram over to the game, which was really easy. The transport around Montpellier is fantastic. It's just they have, like, a couple of lines. All you need to do is see what line you need to get onto. And from and there, you can just get anywhere. Jump straight on. So we got to the ground, and the excitement was building from the get-go. The Brazilian fans in particular were out in force. 
They really were. They, I think there was more Brazilians than Australians, but then it was so hard to tell because both were dressed in yellow and green. Yes, everyone there was wearing yellow and green. There were a whole bunch of Australian fans though as well, yeah. which was so fantastic to see. I think the Brazilians were a little bit more vocal with their support Definitely more vocal. A lot of chance for Brazil, although we did get a few Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi's going <laughs> yeah. at, at some point. Uh, it was seriously one of probably one of my favorite sporting experiences really it was ever that's a huge call that is i have been to lots of of sporting (laughs) occasions but it was seriously so much fun there are not many times that i'm going to get to go to a world cup game let alone seeing australia win yeah coming from behind uh if you didn't get to see it or have no idea what we're talking about what happened in this game was uh, australia had lost the previous game to italy and so it was a must win to stay in the tournament, we were 2-0 down through in the first half uh, and the Brazilian crowd around us were going absolutely bananas. Because we were kind of like in the middle of the Brazilian crowd. Yeah, we. I mean, I, when I bought tickets, I had no idea where yeah. we'd be. There were some of the cheaper seats, but we actually had re- a really good position yeah. to watch the game from. But we were surrounded by mostly Brazilians. Uh, so they were all having an absolute ball. And I think Mads, I said, don't worry, we're going to get a goal just before halftime. And lo and behold, in the 45th minute, uh, Australia scored through Caitlin Ford uh, to bring one back before halftime. Then we scored on the other side of halftime as well to level the scores. That was through Chloe Legazzo, yeah. I believe. Uh, and then it was such an intense last ha- half hour of football. Uh, and then... The, Luckily, there was actually an own goal from Brazil to put Australia in front. There was a lot of VAR controversy. Lots. Uh, I didn't really was... know what that was, but now I do. <laughs> I had to teach Maddie what VAR was. But it was really difficult because there was, when you're at the game, they don't show you all the replays of what's happened. So you just have seen it once. We saw the goal. We saw the ball go in the net. We saw goal come across the screens. We were all cheering. All the Brazilians around us were going crazy. And then there was the call for the offside. So then they took it to VAR and then they decided that Samka wasn't influencing the play. So it didn't count as offside, I believe. It was really hard to tell though because there was no replays. We just had to sort of base ourselves on what the players were doing. And then they started celebrating and it was 3-2 on the scoreboard. And I discovered that soccer doesn't have sirens. So I was very confused when... halves were ending when it was starting when it ended so that confused me but i i think i did all right yeah you did do all right and you really got around the matildas which i really loved and i i found a favorite player actually we both found a new favorite player number eight her name is elise keldon knight and she was amazing so i was just watching it and she was just popping up everywhere and i didn't i don't know the positions and stuff like that and I was just like, whoa, this number eight girl's everywhere. And so we Googled it and she's my new favourite player. Yeah, to be honest, I think she's mine too. Uh, so they did end up holding out for the next 20, 25 minutes with additional time uh, to win the game, which was obviously awesome and obviously an absolute highlight uh, for my trip so far. But Mads, the game itself, what, what would have been your highlight? The game or just the day in general? Maybe the experience of going to the game. Okay. This is going to sound really silly, but um, I love collecting things. And <laughs> I got a, I got a cup um, that says Australia versus Brazil um, in Montpellier. Yeah, so we had to pay €4 Euro for water. We had to throw out our water Rip bottles, off. 
which our water bottles that we keep talking about on this podcast, we had to go and hand them in, uh, get a sticker on it, almost like you're checking your bag or checking your coat. But the good thing was that I got a cup and um, I got my drink bottle back at the end. Yes, yeah, so you got a little collector's item and we got our drink bottles, which was yeah. really good. Now, what was your highlight? Um, my highlight, obviously, just winning in general, coming from behind. Such an underdog story, which is always really fantastic. But I think my other highlight, or maybe low light, in fact, was the fact that, I guess, the, the tragic irony in that, you know, I always want to go home and watch the replays and watch the highlights and that sort of thing. Uh, and I couldn't through the usual channels that I do. So on SBS on demand, Optusport, all the channels that are, have been streaming, uh, broadcasting the games. Yeah. Because the content was not available in my location, and I thought that that was ridiculous because my location was Montpellier. We had gone, <laughs> we had gone to Montpellier to watch the game, and I couldn't watch any highlights because of that, which she was, was very frustrating. She was very frustrated that night, actually. But other than that, it was such a fantastic experience. And I'm glad that, I mean, we sort of had to base a lot of our trip around this one day. And I'm so glad that we did. I'm glad that they won on the day that we based our trip around. Absolutely. I was starting to get worried when they were 2-0 down, looking over at you thinking, oh, no, I've dragged Maddie all the way here uh, to lose. But not the case. Yeah, not the case at all. So the next day we went to Marseille. We got another Flix bus um, and... My dad, before I left, told me that while I was going to Marseille, I had to listen to a song by the Angels called Marseille, so I did. And my dad actually reminded me of it again that night, the, the night before we went, which was really good. So both of us listened to an Angels song on the radio. <laughs> Thank you, Joey and Pete. Story. They'll be both listening to this podcast. Hey, guys. How embarrassing. <laughs> um, so we got to Marseille, and what we found is there's some – it's really interesting – it is a really interesting little city. Uh, I've actually learned a whole lot of stuff about it that I didn't know beforehand. We yeah. did a really fantastic walking tour today uh, where we learned a little bit about the history, which is always Maddie's favorite thing, but beginning to be my favorite thing as well, to Ooh, be honest. I'm very glad about that because I do love their walking tours. Yeah, so we did a free walking tour today uh, through Marseille walking tours yeah. with Federica, and she's Italian, and she was potentially one of the best guides I've ever had on a walking tour. She gave us like tips on where to eat, where to get ice cream, which if you've been listening to our podcast, you know, that's really important to both of us. Um, a really good chocolate place that we went ooh, to. Yeah, we it did that. It was a specialty chocolate place. Uh, it's called L'Esperantin, I believe. Yeah. So it's made from olive oil, no butter or cacao butter used, just olive oil. Yeah. So I was a little bit hesitant to be honest, because I do love butter, especially in chocolate and cocoa butter and that sort of thing. But the chocolate there is delicious, which we found out through a number of testers. We got loads of testers. Um, and we had also tried this nougat that was made from olives. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, I I didn't, didn't mind the first one. The second one was quite a a little Olivia. bit too olivey, I think. Yeah. Uh, for Very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did try a number of different flavors of this olive oil based chocolate, which was delicious. We loved it. Yeah. We both bought some little goodies to take home, which was really good. I'm not sure how yours are going to last all the way to Australia. Mine certainly are not. I'm going to try really hard and I'm not going to say what I bought because it's a gift, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. see. 
we'll see. Uh, Mads, not only do we love the chocolate place that Federica recommended, but we also loved the ice cream place. Yes. She pointed us in the direction of a place called Vanilla Noir, which means black vanilla yeah. uh, in French. And the signature flavor is, of course, black vanilla. It is made with black vanilla beans from Madagascar, which was really interesting. It was so good. And I did a little combo with some raspberry and it was so good. It was seriously delicious. It did make our mouths completely black though. It was like we were (laughs) eating charcoal. It was really funny. Uh, But it was certainly one that I would absolutely recommend everyone going to if you are around Marseille. It's quite easy to get to. You can just pop it into Google Maps and it'll pop up, which is really good. We can also pop a link uh, in the show notes as well if needed. Uh, It was maybe one of the highlights to be honest it was so delicious we'd been walking around all day and we'd sat down and ate this ice cream and it was pretty hot by then so it just went down a treat (laughs) i think one of the great things about marseille is that there are so many little pockets to discover we mentioned that a little bit earlier that there's so many different interesting spots uh one that was recommended to us from one of my friends uh just recently was it's called cause julien uh and it's this little neighborhood and it is just unlike anything I've really seen before, it is full of street art uh, and these beautiful vintage shops, which we both absolutely took advantage of, to be honest. Yeah, I've been on the hunt for some a particular type of jean and I found a few pairs. Yes, more than <laughs> while one. While I was there. I'm not sure how your mum's going to feel about that one, but no. coming home with two oh. pairs of the same jean <laughs> in a slightly different wash. Uh, but but I did encourage you to, to yeah. buy both, to be honest. And it was so reasonably priced as well. This one so place that we went to priced. was called Lilu, I believe. Lilu yeah. Vintage. Again, we can put the show notes. Uh, we can put the link to that one in the show notes because there was so many wonderful things to choose from, and they're all secondhand as well. So if you're into you know ethical shopping and that sort of thing, again, if you're against fast fashion, then it is such a great place to go because everything there. It's all these gorgeous vintage stores uh and we both found found some pieces that we really love yes <laughs> i'm not sure uh, how heavy your bag's gonna be going home to be honest maddie uh it was it was seriously something special to to be able to wander through those streets uh there's some other really wonderful parts of marseille that we got to see uh sort of on the other end there are some really high-end shopping as well yeah so but i think doing the walking tour you get to see a bit of everything and then we just went back to the places that we wanted to go to which i think is really good and and that's i guess the beauty of a free walking tour obviously at the end you do give them a little bit of money as much as you think it was worth um and frederica was so wonderful Uh, we i would absolutely recommend going and seeing her and we also met quite a few people on the walking tour that we got to spend a bit of time with as well. We met a couple of Australian girls that had also come over here to watch the <laughs> to watch the soccer. Uh, one girl in particular that was actually following them around, which was pretty cool. Yeah, you were very jealous of her. I was very jealous of her going to the next game uh, in Gren- Grenoble, I believe, yeah. in a couple of days' time. Uh, by then, we'll be in Nice. In fact, I think by then, I'll, we'll, we would have separated. We've only got a few days yeah, left. Yeah, we've only got about three nights left together, so one here in Marseille and then two in Nice and then we go our separate ways yeah we we are I don't want to talk about that one too much no. yet. I think it's gonna make us both uh, but back to where we are Marseille we've uh, been treated to some really delicious food not just snacks but also some great meals uh, there's so many beautiful places to choose from on the port which is really yeah. wonderful we stumbled across a place I think 
like everyone, once you get to a point on your holiday, you just are craving that like vegetable fix. And <laughs> so we found a place and we got our veggie fix. We were so happy, so full. Just full of fiber for the <laughs> Replacing our croissants and pizza diet with a little bit of vegetables, which was good. Yeah, it was so good. Um, but there's plenty of places, I think, there's, for everyone. There's seriously so much to choose from here in Maasai. Maasai, uh, and we, as I said before, so glad that we did the walking tour because I got to hear a little bit about the history. Uh, it has copped a bit of a bad rap uh, for yeah. quite a number of years. But it is rebuilding, and to be honest, I mean there was a little, a certain few streets that I probably wouldn't go back down at night. No. But during the day, everything felt really safe. The metro system is wonderful. We've been using the metro system heaps just to get around. There are two major train lines, and they basically come every six minutes. The trains, yeah, Monday to Saturday, they do, uh, which is so easy. They are probably the most efficient trains oh, i have yeah. seen and we just bought like a 24 hour um ticket so that's gonna last us tomorrow as well and it's just been super handy yeah so quick as well much better than getting ubers around I think yeah that is for sure the other really popular transport option around here are scooters uh scooters that people can hire which is really interesting to see they're like electronic scooters i'm not game enough myself because i'm quite uncoordinated <laughs> but um yeah they seem pretty cool i think that when we spoke to our tour guide and they work similar to how o-bikes were supposed to work if you're from melbourne you might know what they were uh and so you have an app and a code yeah um that you just scan in so you only have to pay every i think you pay about 15 cents uh every minute that you use it or something like that so you jump on and off and you can just leave it anywhere you like which i just find completely bizarre someone comes picks it up for you yeah so at 5 a.m every morning they have little trackers on them and it's it's you know part of the system is that they go and pick them up and put them in a convenient location for someone that's going to be able to pick it up the next day And, and so wherever you are in the city that's why we see all these lime-coloured scooters everywhere, which is uh, – it's really bizarre to look around and see, but – It's good for the environment, I guess. They're, like, it's a, better than everyone catching, like, driving and stuff like that. Yeah. Motorbikes. Because motorbikes are popular over here. They are very popular, but not as much as these scooters No. Are. I think they're really good as well because a lot of the streets around here are pedestrianised, and so the scooters are allowed on those sections. Yeah, or they're, like, really – tiny thin streets so it's much better to have a scooter than it is to yeah have a car. Uh, and because instead of having to own one and go through the cost like that you can just seriously pay as you go which is a really interesting system and actually one of the australian girls that we spoke to today yeah said that she knows that they exist in new zealand and believes that they're going to be coming to melbourne soon so oh, pretty cool we'll be looking for that when hopefully we get. they go better than the bikes Yes, we did have to tell the story of the <laughs> at the bottom of the Yarra. Uh, the Yarra, but did hear that it also happens in Amsterdam. Yeah. So I don't feel as bad now. <laughs> um, Mads, overall, uh, the past couple of days, have you had any major recommendations from Montpellier or Marseille? Um, so I'm going to say in Montpellier, definitely check out the museum, the art gallery, because I thought that was really good. 
It was really interesting. So there was uh, art spanning across a number of eras, yeah. which was really cool to see. I really enjoyed that in Montpellier. And then I also think... students are free there. Yeah. So bring your student cards again. We've said it numerous times on the podcast, but really bring your student card. Yes. And then in Marseille, I'm going to say the shopping because I love a vintage. <laughs> I love vintage shopping, like op shopping and going through all of that. And some of the finds that I got was great. And so reasonable, less than I would pay in Australia. So I was so happy. Yeah, we we had certainly been on the lookout for a Levi store for you to get those yeah. particular type of jeans and you got them for probably half the price than you expected. Yeah, I was wrapped. I was yeah. so happy. What about you? Um, my recommendation. Well, I did mention one at the start and that's, yeah. that's a recommendation in general of traveling. Uh, not only did those... Kathmandu earplugs come in handy on our numerous bus trips, especially the overnight bus trip. It allowed me to get a lot of sleep, uh, but also allowed me to get a bit of sleep last night next to you when you were snoring a lot. Uh, so thanks for bringing that one up again. It so bad. <laughs> and, uh, but another, I guess, more specific uh, recommendation would just be, I love a free walking tour. It is such a good way to start uh, your time yeah. in a certain city, especially if you don't really know much about it and you're not really sure how you want to spend your time there. It is such a good way to sort of get your understanding of how, how the place works. And that's where we learned uh, not only the history of the place, mm. um, which we haven't really gone much into today, but also the easiest ways to get around and great little little finds that you wouldn't otherwise know. Uh, yeah. So I would definitely say that wherever you are in the world, if you're traveling around, walking tours yeah the way to go they're available pretty much everywhere like we've seen a we've done we did one in croatia and then we spoke to some girls um that were also traveling and they said they've done one in every country they've yeah. been to so and it's it's just such a good way to get a feel for it and yeah i mean we've gone on and on about our guide today but she was she was out this year probably fantastic uh, and she said she's coming to Australia, so hopefully we'll get to be in contact with her again. Uh, Mads, the, the other interesting thing that's happening at the moment while we're recording this is that we are extremely close to a huge festival that's going on not too far at all from us. We unfortunately couldn't get tickets when we found out about yeah. it because we found out about it today as we were walking home. Because I think like the funniest thing is the clothes that people wear at festivals are exactly the same as we would wear in Australia. So it was pretty easy to spot. Lots of glitter. uh, So much glitter. So much glitter. Just the same sort of glitter hair that I would have in Australia. So there is a festival going on quite close (laughs) to our house. We have seen people walking past with drinks in their hands. Like I'm pretty sure people going to the festival are staying where we're staying. Yes. Uh, So we might wrap this one up and uh, try to go and join people for a drink somewhere. (laughs) Thank you so much again for listening to the podcast. We love having you on board as we travel around Europe. It'd be fantastic if you can subscribe wherever you listen to it uh, and give a lovely review. Next time we speak to you, we'll be in Nice and Maddie, don't get too sad, but that's going to be our last podcast together. I know. It's so upsetting. We hope you have a wonderful week between now and then, and we'll speak to you from Nice. Bye. Bye.